What's up, gentlemen? This is Rising Phoenix Podcast, a podcast about how to rise up after your divorce. I'm your host, Michael Rhodes. Let's get into it. Joining me today is the first return guest to the podcast, uh, Mr. Anthony, episode eight, I think. Eight or nine. Eight or nine. I can never yeah. remember, but uh, yeah, the first return guest. I'm excited to have him. Uh, so let's let's Anthony. Let's dive right into it. But instead of uh, sort of telling your story, let's just sort of. Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but let's recap a little bit. Um, you know, who filed, how long ago, all those kinds of things. Right, right, right. Uh, I was the one that filed for my divorce. I filed. It was uh, December of 2019, and uh, divorce was final March of 2020. So it wasn't uh, uh, relatively quick then, I would say, at least less. Than yeah, a year. it was. It was. Uh, it was just before COVID became the big ah. issue that now. Because um, coincidentally, I had a friend that was going through a divorce at the same time, and her divorce got delayed because the courts were shutting down and everything. And I literally just got it done in the nick of time. Wow. Um, so yeah. So let's. Let's talk about, um, and obviously people can go back and listen, but let's talk about some of the things that you struggle with sort of post-divorce. You can either start, um, you know, when you filed uh, or, or once the divorce was finalized, but what were some of those struggles that you encountered? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if it's cool with you, I'll just talk about the, the struggles like throughout the whole journey. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's weird. So every once in a while, you know, I could see something or hear something that will remind me of the relationship that I had with my ex-wife. And then unfortunately, you know, bad memories will start to come back. Um, I don't want to say it's like PTSD, but kind of, I guess, similar in a way. That's definitely one struggle. And then, you know, with that comes learning how to process those moments, learning how to process those emotions um, way or, you know, just bottling those emotions in. But it's, it's a struggle, you know, even now, you know, over two years later, I, I still get those moments where it could be, it could be a fight or just something that was said that will creep in my head. And then I can internally start to feel something different. So just learning how to process those emotions, it's definitely, definitely a struggle. Um, another struggle that I had was when I was going through my divorce, my, my confidence in myself was was at an all-time low yeah you know i i didn't feel i was worth it i didn't feel i was good enough for anybody you know for anyone i i was at my lowest point so to speak um and every once in a while i i still have confidence issues still you know i'm you know i'm my own worst critic which can i guess in a way be good at times you know because it can push yourself to do better and to be better but sometimes I'm a little too hard on myself. And then the, those feelings of lack of confidence, like I'm not good enough for anyone or anything come creeping back full force. Um, And then, you know, like another, another thing that I struggle with is, is still believing that, you know, love can exist, that a a loving positive relationship with a great foundation uh, can exist. You know, I, as you know, I've said in group, you know, I've been with the lady now for a while, but we have our moments just like any other couple would. Sure. And it's tough when we have those moments, you know, sometimes I'll creep back in those old thoughts of, okay, is it me? Am I the one screwing this up? Am I not really good enough for this relationship? So, you know, just 
learning to accept and believe that, you know, you can have a loving, positive relationship. It's just, it's going to take work on mm. both part, you know, from both parties. Yeah. And then uh, I will say the last struggle that I've had is uh, using my support system, mm. you know, whether if it's someone or something, because every once in a while I'll, I'll have a bad memory or I'll go down a bad trip of memory lane. And every once in a while, I'll still, I won't process those feelings properly. And I, I don't know why, you know, I can't really explain it too well, but I no. choose not to use my support system and, and I, you know, lash out in an angry way. It's just, it's a struggle. It's still yeah. a struggle. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm light years ahead where you and I last spoke a year ago, but the, the journey is still ongoing. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's talk, I want to dive in. So let's talk about it. And I mean, I think one of the keys to life, at least, is realizing that you're never going to be perfect. So right. you're still going to have these moments. But but let's talk about how you do, how you're currently coping with each of these things. So the flashbacks, when you have those moments of things she said or feelings that sort of bubble right. up that were uh, remind you of the past. How do you deal with that now? What are you doing? Uh, you know, usually it's it's usually one of three things. Um, if I have the time, I will go to the gym. You know, I will get a good lift in or a good walk, something physically let those emotions out. No. Um, another thing then I will do is I will go to my support system. Now I have, in my opinion, four people that are in my support system, as I call it, uh, depending on the subject, um, I'll go to my parents. I, I am close with my parents. I'm very fortunate that I am. So I'll go to them. Um, if they're not available, I will go to my girlfriend because when I was going through everything I was going through, my girlfriend, she was my, uh, my best friend at the time. So as I was going through all those uh, things and problems with my ex-wife, she was a sounding board and she still remains, you know, as my sounding board. Um, and then if she's not available, uh, I'll usually engage in my hobbies, which, you know, whether if it's, you know, diving into my comic books, you know, playing a video game or something, sure. uh, going for a walk. Yeah. Um, oh, then there's, there's one more category, uh, the, the group, you yeah. know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today without what you created and, uh, the core group of us that have been there since the beginning, um, you know, cause I've gone to you at times, I've gone, I've gone to David, you know, I've gone to a few other people that have uh, been there since the beginning, but usually one of those four things I'll do. And it, you know, when those feelings come, they don't go away just like that. No. You know, they, they no. don't. No. I, you know, one thing I critique myself on is it takes a while for me to get rid of that feeling. You know, and I, mm. I feel like I know some people that can bounce back so quick and mm. I'm not one of those people, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'll spend a, a good half a day or a whole day or more in that mood, so yeah. to speak. It, it takes me a minute, Yeah. you know, yeah. but it, it sucks. But knowing what I know now and having those support systems, whether if it's the hobbies or the people or the activity, yeah. it's, it's helped me. It's helped me come a long way. Yeah. Uh, well, so let's talk. And they're all in your, in your right. And I think uh, one, I, I relate. Um, there are times when it's tough to get me out of a certain headspace. It's, it's difficult. Uh, and it's difficult, yeah. difficult for, for all of us, I think. Um, it def definitely takes diligence and just, 
but it's not easy, man. Like, and, and no. sometimes you feel like you're seven steps backwards and you're not, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But let's move on to the next thing. Confidence. Sometimes you don't feel so good about yourself. Uh, and I think all of us humans can relate to that one. Uh, yeah. Only, only truly uh, true narcissists walk around thinking they're the greatest thing since sliced bread, I think. Right. Um, so, so I think we all, we all struggle with confidence. So what, what do you do in those moments when you're not feeling so good about Anthony? Well, okay, so this might sound like a simple thing, but this was something that was suggested to me by my counselor, and I do it. I constantly lie to myself to the point where that lie turns into a truth. Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling like I'm not good enough, if I'm not worthy enough, whatever whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. I will say to myself repeatedly, if I have to, for days on end, you know, I am good enough. I am worth it. I am, you know, I can be loved, you know, whatever it is that I'm feeling. And I will literally, if I have to, I will say that hundreds of times for days on end until my, I sort of trick my brain, so to speak, to believing that that is true. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's, it, it sounds so simple, you know, it does, but, but it does work. It, it does, you know, and yeah. I, it, it took me a long time to really like accept that as like a method to use. And yeah. well, I'll, I'll tell you, like, at least for me and my own experience, I've done that countless times now. And I think the longest I went was like a week and a half of telling myself that, but you know, eventually like the, the wheels were in motion and it did turn. Um, I don't find myself doing it as much as I used to uh, knock on wood, but yeah. every once in a while I still got to do it, but that's the big thing that I do. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. I, I it's, it's a point that I try to make all the time is at least be mindful of your negative self-talk and, and, and you're clearly aware of it. Uh, that's step one. Right. Um, and then you're able to change it and it does take time man. it does take yeah. practice and diligence. This shit is hard, man. Uh, sure. make, you know, it's hard to be, um, at least to, to correct some of the things that were sort of, um, structurally efficient about us, right. Things, things since right. childhood that, that things that like, yeah. you know, we, we, we didn't get what we needed for whatever reason. And I'm not, trying to throw anyone on the bus or blame parents yours mine whatever i mean i could blame mine all right, long, right. but but there are certain things that were sort of learned and you have to unlearn them but it ain't easy especially if if like i said that sort of that foundation is the way i always try to look at it that's that's stuff that's deep rooted you can't i mean oh yeah and if you think about like when did you like start therapy or start self-reflection all that kind of stuff you're probably what 30s 40s whatever like that's a long time even if 20s 25 whatever i mean it's a long time of not speaking to yourself the way you should be. Um, and yeah. so it, it takes fucking practice. Well, you, you know, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the month that I filed for my divorce, the summer of 2019, that same month is when I started seeing my counselor, Veronica. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I realistically, I'll say from like the ages of like, I don't know, like 10 to 29. So we're talking like 19 years of, yep in my opinion, not doing things right. Yep. And then I'm trying to undo 19 years of bad thought processes and bad yep. habits and just a bad headspace. And, yep. you know, I'm a little over two years in and I've done a good job. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I can honestly say, I like who I am today. I mm -hmm. like the person that I see now, yeah. but the work isn't done. No, no, no. You know, it, yeah. it's not done. And someone like in my position two years in, uh, if I were to ever say all oh, the work is done, I slap myself and be like, no, you're a freaking idiot. Like, no, this isn't, this isn't done. Yeah. 
yeah agreed yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. a it's a lot of work yeah it is i don't think it ever ends honestly i think you know you always have to be kind of mindful of where you're at and be vigilant and uh i think it gets easier probably but then life throws curves at you man like you yes, can be i hear i hear it all the time i see it all the time oh i thought i was doing so good and then she knocked on the door and came in and like i you know right. i was right back where i started and so i think sometimes we 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 get to a space because we don't want to do a lot of us don't the work is hard man and so i think sometimes yeah. we get to the point where it's like oh i'm good fuck all that stuff i don't i don't need therapy anyway i've done this i'm so i'm not i'm not trying to criticize anyone for anything i have no I, I i did too at one point i did i thought i was okay and i didn't need my counselor anymore and then i went a period about two months and in two months it felt like it was just a downhill roller coaster yeah and then I came basically crawling back to my counselor and I'm like, I need to see you again, yeah. you know? And, and thankfully she took me back with wide open arms, you know, no problem. But, yep. you know, I've told people this and I mean it, you know, I'm a sheriff deputy. I've seen a lot of bad shit. Unfortunately, I've dealt with a lot of bad shit, but my divorce, although it was cordial in a sense and, you know, everything went by quick, even a cordial divorce, this was still the most traumatic thing I've ever been through in my oh. entire life the the most traumatic and i'm still in a lot of ways i'm i'm mourning i guess and i'm trying to heal still yeah yeah and it takes time and, and timetables can be thrown out the fucking window um yeah this let this next one I, I i'm really curious to to dive into this one with you because i i i am not in a relationship uh someday perhaps i will be um, right. but i worry myself about being able to love the same way or or better or differently, but, but still to be vulnerable, to be open to right. not constantly waiting for the other fucking shoe to drop, so to speak. So what do you do in those moments when you're like, love is bullshit. And <laughs> you know, this is, it's, we're all fucked and doomed. Like, what do you do in those moments when you're, when you're having some of those thoughts? Okay. So this, this might sound bad. I don't know. But when, when I'm having those moments where I'm like, okay, you know, like the Hallmark, you know, right. fuck Hallmark, you know, the love is bullshit. It's not happening. It's not for me. Um, I, I need to be alone mm-hmm. in those moments. I, I need to be. So actually what I've done the past couple of times, I've gotten in my car, I've shut my cell phone off. I've shut every electronic off. And I go to a quiet place. Now I have a couple of quiet places in mind where I live. Where usually it's like a park or um, there's a, a boardwalk in, in my city that I'll usually walk. It's like a mile long boardwalk. But I get into basically like a nice uh, secluded place. And this can be dangerous at times for some people, but I need to be alone in my thoughts. Yeah. I need to be alone. I need to process. I need to think. I need to... Uh, systematically like look at one issue at a time and be like okay what is this what does this mean why am I feeling this way yeah. and I'll I'll do it all night if I have to you know the, the last time this happened um, it was in the summer uh, I went down to my uh, to the boardwalk in my hometown I was there at three in the afternoon and I didn't get back in my car until 9 30 at night wow and I mean I'm talking hours on end no exaggeration where I was literally just analyzing one thing at a time and trying to figure out what made sense and if what i was feeling made sense now the reason why i say it's dangerous though is you know sometimes we get deep in thought and we go a little too deep Mm -hmm. 
And to me, that's dangerous because the deeper you go, those feelings can be conflicted. You know, you can cross wire stuff and then what started as a good thing, a good intention can turn bad, so to speak. But, you know, that's, that's what I do where I just, I kind of say, you know, fuck the world and I shut everything down. I have no communication with anybody else and I just need to sort this out on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And my girlfriend, you know, God bless her. I love her to death. But the first few times I did that on her, she, she didn't understand. You know, she didn't understand why I was doing this, but you know, I, I try to be honest with her and I try to tell her how I feel when everything's said and done. And I tell her, I don't expect you to understand, but this is, you know, this is my healing process. This is what I need to do. This is what works for me. And, you know, you don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it, but I hope that you can at least respect it. Yeah. And I want to come back to that because that, that is huge. Uh, what you just described, but I don't want to derail us. So I'm writing it down. Yeah, yeah um, That's, that's awesome to hear. Okay. So uh, when you talk about uh, the last one was sort of sometimes struggling to uh, utilize your support system. And again, yeah. I, I don't think this is anything that any of the men listening cannot relate to. I think no. we all have a real problem sometimes putting up our hand and going, man, I need some help or man, yeah. this is a shitty day because sometimes I think this is what happens. And it, it's, it's what happens to me. Sometimes, sometimes I am doing so fucking good. And I want to tell everybody, I'm going to tell you, Hey guys, I'm doing great. Things are awesome. And then you're not, and you're like, Oh my God, am I a fucking fraud? If I reach out and say, shit, I'm having a bad day. Are people going to be like, Oh, he's, he's a fucking liar. He's, he's never been good or whatever. Like I worry about being a fraud. So, so that's, that's why I struggle with it sometimes, even myself, someone who created a fucking support support system. (laughs) Um, So I know the value, right. But I still, I struggle with it too. So what are you doing in those moments? How do you talk yourself into doing what you know is the right thing to do? Oh, good. So this is a struggle because, you know, we've talked about this in group on how many times where unfortunately all of us in the group, we have all fallen trapped to what society views, what a man should be, where we need to internalize our feelings. We never let them out. We never cry. We never let ourselves be vulnerable. So I realized through counseling, that's what I did for years on end. That is what I did. And I like metaphorically speaking, wore that mask where I portrayed everything was fine, although I was hurting inside. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking almost 20 years of my life doing that. Yeah. So uh, this might sound simple. I don't know, but I, I just, I tell myself mentally, I need to be vulnerable. I need to, no matter how bad I'm feeling, I need to go to someone or I need to go to something. Yeah. I need to take that mask off that's, that I've been wearing for so long. And I need to go to that person or go to that thing and be like, I need help. Yeah. I need help because I am struggling and I don't know what to do. And I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. And, and it's easier said than done, you know, because like I just said, you know, 20, yeah. almost 20 years of my life, I, I did yeah. that. Yeah. And it took a divorce for me to no longer do that. Yeah. But every once in a while, you know, old habits are hard to break. I, I put on, I put on that mask every once in a while and then it might take me a little bit but then i'll catch myself now and i'll be like okay i need to take this mask off because yeah. i'm not okay yeah you know and honestly yeah. what helps for me um back when this group first started you know we would talk about not being a statistic yeah. you know and i can i can honestly say i've never had 
throughout this experience, I've never had suicidal thoughts, but I've had deep, depressing, dark thoughts. Yeah. And I guess I kind of use it as a motivating factor on top of everything else I said, where sure. I don't want to be like that again. Because when I have those good moments, when I am enjoying life and I love the person that I am, you know, obviously I want to live in those feelings for as long as I can. And, you know, it seems like everything's great in the world when you're feeling that way, Yeah. you know, and then when I'm, when I'm sad, I'm at a point now where I use those happy feelings as like a motivational factor. Like, okay, I need to get back to this point. So I need to be vulnerable right now. I need to go to someone or I need to engage in any of like my physical hobbies and I need to let this out because if I don't, I know bad shit's going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's a great point. And, and I think it's a, an awesome strategy. Um, avoiding pain is, is never a bad thing. Um, yeah. It, it, but it's, it's hard though. It's, it's easier said oh, than done. Yeah. Well, and so, like you said, it's, it's a learned behavior. It's, it's to stay in that way. Right. No, I'm fine. Yeah. Let me wear this mask. I'm fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's much easier to do that than to open, especially as a man, to be, to be vulnerable. Hey guys, you know, I feel, I'm feeling like a piece of shit today. Like I, I, you know, there's no, I have no hope and that, that shit is hard, man. So when you do it and I've seen you do it, I've, I've been uh, fortunate to see it, um, lucky to see it. I, I, I always appreciate it and and know it. And when anyone does it, uh, but certainly, you know, you and you and I have known each other a while now and and I appreciate your, you know, uh, everything you've done in terms of not only being and doing the podcast but being involved in a group um right. you know I, I i try to give that support like as quick as i possibly can because i know how difficult it is to open up and be like uh i'm, I'm hurting so i i, I yeah. love you for doing it man uh it's not well, easy I love to you do. Too, brother. yeah i man. love you too brother you know and, and it's it, it's a hard thing to do for men to, to open up to it each is. other to be vulnerable to each other you know yep. Like I, I, first of all, like what I'm about to say, like, I love my father to death. I just want to say that first. I love my father to death. I have a great relationship with him, but I can remember growing up as a kid where something would upset me, whether if it was something very little and petty or, or something huge. And my dad, you know, being a sheriff deputy for over 30 years of his life, he raised me kind of in a paramilitary type way. So then I would always hear, you know, Anthony, why are you being so sensitive? Stop that. Stop crying stop you know stop what you're doing you know just suck it up you know yeah, yeah. and you you think and i'm sure like i'm not trying to blame him but no it, it, it's real you know, it, it is and he probably thought he wasn't doing anything but 100%. as a child as a child when your mind is like a sponge and you're absorbing yep. everything yep. you know that's six with you somewhere in the brain and oh yeah you know, and then when I'm going through everything I was going through with my ex-wife and I didn't know how to deal with everything, I innocently thought of those times. Yeah. And then, you know, it felt like a, a mask on top of another, on top of another. And then I just yeah. had layers of mask yeah. that, you know, I eventually had to peel off. But it's hard to be vulnerable. Yeah, It, it yeah. really is. But, you know, I think if, if there's one thing out of this whole pandemic that has brought something good to light is mental health. Yes. Yeah, hundred uh, yeah. percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so let's shift a little bit and let's move into, okay. and we probably covered some of this, but um, I really want to get some of the things you've learned along the way. Uh, this is something we touched on in the first one, but I definitely want to, you know, sort of see where you're at yeah. now in terms of what yeah. lessons have you learned, uh, you know, throughout the process. Okay. Um, so you know, about a month ago, um, I just want to start off with this. 
uh, I told you I switched to another sheriff department. You know, I started I started a new job. And yeah. at my swearing-in ceremony, uh, my new sheriff said something. And I don't know if it was just the occasion or the timing or the way that he said this, but it was something that stuck with me. And I have it written down here. He said, and I quote, you grow the most in life when you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and for some reason that, that really stuck with me because I'm looking back at my life and I'm saying to myself, okay, the divorce, obviously a very uncomfortable, traumatic experience. But then, you know, I look at everything that's happened now and I think a divorce, if you allow it, it can bring some very positive and uplifting changes to your life. You know, you can look at you can look at yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally, and you can find out you know what you want to change, what your weaknesses are, and what your 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 strongest traits are about your life. And if there's one, first of all, the biggest thing I've learned is this can be a positive experience if you let it be. It doesn't have to destroy you. It doesn't have to define you in a negative way. Whether if you were on the receiving end of the divorce or if you were the one that filed, you can let this change you for the better. And now it's, you're going to go through hell. You're going to go through rough times. You're going to be at the bottom. Just when you think you can get any more at the bottom, you go down even lower. But it can be an uplifting experience. But I feel like, you know, you just, you have to like arms wide open. You have to like let it in. You have to hug it. You have to embrace it. Yep. And it's not easy to do. But, you know, someone who's done this, who's been through this journey now for a little over two years, it can be a good thing there it is a blessing in disguise it, it can be that's definitely the biggest thing that i've learned throughout all of this but you know another thing i've learned is you know love the whole subject of love what i'm learning through my relationship with my girlfriend it's it's not easy it's hard it's a balancing act you know it requires you putting in so much and it requires the other person putting in so much but i feel like it can be achieved Although, you know, like I'm still learning how to balance life. I'm still learning how to balance love. You can build a solid foundation there. You can, it, it, it is possible. Um, and, you know, when you have a crack in that foundation, you know, you go to work and you repair that crack and you try to learn what it is you were doing wrong. But in my own opinion, through my own experience, I believe, you know, it, it can be done. It can. Yeah. And, you know, if you would have asked me this a little over two years ago, I would have said, go fuck yourself. You know, love doesn't exist. You know, everyone's Amen. high. If they're, if they're thinking, you know, love is a real thing, that's bullshit. But, yeah. you know, I can't describe what love is, but I can tell you like I'm feeling it and I'm seeing the, the positivity from it, which is great, but yeah. I'm not going to lie to anybody listening to this. You know, it's, there's some dark moments with it too. Sure. There is, you know, and I don't know if I ever want to get married again. I don't know if I ever want to go down that path. But another thing I've learned too is love doesn't have to be defined by a piece of paper, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. You know, like one thing I've said over and over again in group, like I want that Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn type relationship. <laughs> yeah. You know, those two have been together for decades, but they've never yeah. been married for their own reasons. And yeah. they're to me like one of the happiest couples in Hollywood. They're doing yeah. something right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's yeah. definitely that pressure from society to, uh, to certainly to, to be with somebody. I get it all the time. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, and then, and then of course, you know, the marriage thing. And I, you know, and people say, you know, well, there, you know, men get screwed and divorced. And so then why get married? And there's all these things about how men are constantly getting fucked over. And, and yeah. that's a whole other conversation, but which I, I kind of, 
yeah, that 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 could that could take us down a rabbit hole. But but yeah. but I think but I think I think you don't have to uh, if you want to. Sure. I mean, I think yeah. as, as a man, protect protect yourself. I think you know. But oh yeah, oh, the yeah. prenup. Um, but I, I don't think it, I don't think you have to, and I don't think I'm curious. Um, have you felt any pressure from your girlfriend? Do you do you, have you broached this subject with her? Has she said how she feels about this thing? Yeah. All right. So we have talked about it, and where we're at right now, we have this mantra, this saying, so to speak, that we say to each other, and that's and it's go with the flow. Like we we're at the point where whatever happens, we just wanted to let it happen naturally. We don't, we don't want things to be forced. We don't want to do something based on somebody else's ex- expectation. You know, we want to build our own foundation with, uh, with nobody else trying to help us. We want to build something that's real and honest and, you know, just beautiful, so to speak. Uh, now we have said to each other, we want to be together for the long term, but, we don't want to force anything so she's 31 i'm 31 if we're together for another 10 years but we get married at that point then okay cool whatever it was meant to happen then sure but uh or if we never get married but we're still together that's fine you know we're we're not forcing anything yeah well that's awesome that's awesome that 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 you can have that conversation that that brings me to a point uh that that i that i caught earlier about how you communicated with your girlfriend about this is how I cope in this way. Um, sometimes right. I, I disappear. I, right. I gotta, I gotta say, man, that's, that's awesome that you can do that, that she is receptive to that. Um, I think someone who has been hurt in a relationship, having the vulnerability to say, Hey, this is how I'm coping because right now I'm hurting for X, Y, or Z might not have nothing right. to do with her, might have something to do with her or whatever, but you're able to communicate that. I think that's, that's pretty fucking awesome. Is that something you guys have worked at or did it sort of happen like sort of right off the bat? Oh no, it's something we worked at because the, the very first time that I did that and I don't blame her for this. Um, you know, I shut everything off. I did my thing. It was like for a couple hours that first time. So I turned my phone back on and I had like 15 missed calls from her and like three voicemails because I did it at a random time and she didn't know. So she naturally thought like something bad happened. You know, so I called her back and if, like, I didn't ask chewing, but I deserved it. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I did. Right. Uh, but once she calmed down and I explained to her like, hey, this is how I was feeling and this is what I felt was right. Her words were, okay, I respect that. As long as you're not doing anything to hurt yourself in any type of way, yeah. I will respect that. But she said, just please let me know the next time you're going to do that. So I don't think for the worse. Oh, that's awesome, man. You know, and, and I, yeah, it is, you know, and I yeah. told her, okay, fine. I said, I can do that. But I said, you know, as soon as I let you know, I'm shutting my phone off and I can't tell you when you're going to hear from me, yeah. you know, and uh, I mean, it's worked ever since. So something must be going right. I'm not sure, but you know, <laughs> well, I think that's, a, that's, a, it's beautiful. It's amazing that you're, you're able to do that. And, you know, she re- was receptive of it and said, okay, cool but can you do this for me? And again, you're right. reciprocal and said, sure, I can, you know, I can do it because sometimes, you know, it hurt people, hurt people. So if she was hurt by that, then she starts attacking you and then you attack, you know, right. that's what typically happens right. because no one has real raw, honest fucking conversations. 
in yeah. general, I'm generalizing, but I mean, yeah. those of us that have been divorced, there's, there's a fucking reason for it. At least partially it was, we couldn't fucking communicate. So right. I think, I think it's fucking awesome that you're able to do that. Um, that well, she yeah. is able to do that. It, it goes back to my balancing thing, you know, like, you know, she's got to put in so much and I got to put in so much to make everything leveled, you know, and sometimes we'll say to, to each other, you know, okay, well, right now it's, I got to put in the extra work. I'm putting in 70%. You're putting in 30, but right. let's get back to that 50, 50 point eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's a balancing act. It, it is. And we've worked at it and we've had good times and bad, but you know, she's willing to work with me. I'm willing to work with her and I can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. And it's just in terms of, and I'm curious, uh, this is a bit of a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down too far. It's, it's your personal life, but I'm just curious, do you guys do any sort of like weekly check-ins monthly, or is there like a standing, like, I don't know, way that you guys will handle things in terms of like, um, how are you, how are you really doing? Or is there any things that you practice besides this clearly open and honest communication? There are other things that you do that, that, uh, have been helpful. So, you know, like nothing's set in stone, but my, my girlfriend and I know each other pretty well to the point where we can kind of detect where like, even if mm. our normal voice is off, like a certain decibel or whatever you want to call it, right? we know like something's up with that person, Yeah, you know, and then we've kind of said to each other, okay, like when we know something's wrong and if the other person's asking, be honest, you know, don't hide anything, yeah. you know, let it out, even if it's hurtful let it out we need to talk about things before it just eats away at the other person and then you know they explode basically yeah, yeah. So it's nothing set in stone but again hmm. that just comes from knowing the other person for a long time and yeah. knowing how they are um but that, that's usually what we do so i guess it just goes to being honest with each other just yeah. ask for honesty and hoping that you're getting honesty back in return yeah. Well, it, it's, that's what you need on, you know, it, it, it's, it's a key uh, for sure. You know, it's, uh, yeah. if you don't have that, it, it, the foundation is, is uh, it, it can crumble pretty quickly, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, her and I, we've been together for almost two years now and we've built a good foundation and all the work that we put in individually and together as a, a team, so to speak, uh, we don't want that to crack. We don't want a, a bad foundation. We want to keep it upright. We want to keep it strong. And um, she has to remind me of that sometimes. And I have to remind her of that sometimes more so she's reminding me, but right. um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a teamwork thing. It is. Yeah, yeah for you sure. Um, well, I, you know, I, 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 I applaud you for, for, for doing this initially. Um, again, not, not everyone can be vulnerable and open. Um, All right. I thank you for that. And, and then for coming back, um, it's, uh, no, it's, it's awesome to, to, you know, sort of get a, an update and see where you're at. I mean, I know, cause we've been, you know, we've been in touch, but, um, right. you know, it's nice to, to, to bring it back around and, and I'm sure that we will do it again because life goes on and challenges remain and, and, yeah. um, you know, who knows what the future would hold, but, uh, as I do every time, uh, with the last question, uh, and, and including the first time that we did this, uh, what words of wisdom would you impart to a man that has just started this, uh, shitty journey? <laughs> well, all right. So I got a few points here. Um, first one being don't resort to drugs, alcohol, or pornography. Yes. Don't, yeah. don't do it. You know, it's, I've seen some people in my own personal life. Uh, men who have gone through some pretty nasty divorces and then they're hitting the bottle or they're hitting the pills or you know the pornography and it's it's just self-destructive behavior 
And it sucks because most of the time you see these men, they were good men before, and then they go through that traumatic experience. And then it seems like they're forever changed. So first thing I definitely want to say is don't go to the drugs, the alcohol, or pornography. And then it leads into my next thing of don't hold your emotions in, you know, find a way to to let them out constructively or productively or in a productive way. Find a person to talk to or a hobby to engage in and just make sure you do it every single time. Yeah. You know, make it a habit. Um, next thing I want to say, I'm sure a lot of men who are starting this journey that might listen to this episode, um, you know, you're not worthless. You know, you, you are worthy of love. You are worthy of a beautiful connection with somebody. In my opinion, it's out there. It's just, it's, it's hard to find. It's, it's hard to find because you know, there's so many things contributing to society and what we think love should be. And so it's hard, but it is out there. Um, next thing I want to say is, you know, be selfish and make yourself the number one priority. You know, never put anybody above yourself. Um, you know, I'm not a parent, so I would imagine maybe, you know, put your kids in front of yourself. But, you know, other than that, you know, always put yourself first. Be selfish at times. You only have one go at this thing called life and you got to experience it the the best you can. You you have to. And um, this is, I guess, something that I believe should happen, but you're starting your journey now, but when you're at the point where maybe I am or like where Chris is in group or yourself or anybody else, try to be a, you know, like a beacon of hope for someone try to impart your wisdom on somebody else because I can remember how lost I felt when I started this. I'm sure you can remember how lost you felt or, um, you know, you don't know what to do. You know, you feel like every step you take is the wrong direction. So when you're further down that journey, try to help a fellow brother out, try to guide them in the right direction because the worst thing I, I don't want to see is somebody become a statistic. Amen. Well, Anthony, yeah. I, uh, I want to thank you, brother. This was, uh, man, this is awesome. Uh, it, it, you know, um, it's, it's very easy for me to say that I love you, man. I love you too, brother. I appreciate you. Um, I'm thankful for you. And, um, I, I, I admire your ability to, to be vulnerable, um, in, in a world where men aren't supposed to be. So thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. No, thank you. And honestly, and I mean, it's from the bottom of my heart, if it wasn't for meeting you and this group and how much, you know, how big it's gotten now, I don't know where I'd be without this either. I, I, I don't, you know, to be in a network full of men who are either becoming vulnerable or learning to become vulnerable. It's, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. It, it really is. And I, you know, as much as you appreciate me, I appreciate you just as much. Well, thanks, man. Um, thank you. Again, thanks for doing this, brother. Um, I, uh, I, I'm sure we will do it again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yep. Take care. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Thank you to Nick Coyle and Lifer for allowing me to use their song, Born Again, which you're hearing now and at the intro to the podcast. Thank you to Justin Dillahanty and all of my brothers at The Alpha Code. Please visit the website, risingphoenixpodcast.com, to connect with me and other like-minded men who are looking to thrive and grow after their divorce. And remember to surround yourself with people who add value to your life, who challenge you to be greater than you were yesterday, who sprinkle magic into your existence like you do to theirs. 
life is not to be done alone. Find your truth.